You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. Mpochukudu is a dietitian and co-author of a book called Eat Ding. She's going to be with us uh, for the next couple of minutes, about 20 minutes. And we're talking about healing properties of food. Now, Mpo has done a lot of work, really extensive work, with trying to teach ordinary South Africans about the healing properties of food. She joins us now on the line from Italy. Mpo, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Camille and the listeners. How are you? Well, I'm fine. I'm really curious about the work that you've been doing at, at hospitals and, and how your observation with COVID-19, how has that informed um, your work with, with healing people through food? Um, but I wasn't working at the hospital um, when COVID started, um, I actually came to Italy on the day that they announced the lockdown here. Mm. But from what I have read and all the patients that I've had who are not hospitalized, mm-hmm. um, COVID, uh, the people who are at risk are people who um, who have malnutrition. So the word malnutrition in science, it means bad nutrition. So mm. it classifies the overnutrition, the, the ones who are obese like who have over like the obese category who also come with blood pressure and heart disease and kidney disease and diabetes but also the undernutrition who are not eating enough who don't have enough nutrients to support a healthy body and an immune system Mm. so for me I've, i've seen it as a food issue that the basics to protect yourself although we don't have much research when you're trying to protect yourself and your immune system food and what you eat it's very, very important. And people are reaching out to say, I am concerned about my health. What can I eat to, to improve my health? Mpo, you've, you've always been an advocate of, of food grown locally, fruit that is indigenous to the people, because usually that is kind of packed with more nutrients than food that sits on ships and so on. And, and what is it that you think at this time we could take advantage of in terms of food that is local, that we have at our disposal? So um, I think to start with, to explain to the listeners that the the reason that we keep on going on about local food as an indigenous food, and some of them we don't even know if they are indigenous, so you can say they are heritage or naturalized, is because the food has been here for a very long time. It has naturalized to our weather system and the terrain and the water and and, um, water availability and also to the soil condition. So it's easy to grow. When you say it's easy to grow, if you consider that South Africa is a dry area, mm. if you if you compare in planting corn versus sorghum, sorghum and millet are, are drought resistant. Even if they are flat, they will flourish. Versus corn that is that needs a lot of water to grow. Um, so and we don't have that kind of water. And you also, if you're talking about organic farming or you're talking about not using pesticides or permaculture, with something that is local. You don't need much intervention to get it to grow. You don't need to force it and keep on giving it um, nutrients and and um, pesticides to keep away the, um, the insects and diseases. So things like morojo, um, in South Africa has about 60 different types of morojo. It differs according to to the area and we tend to to care for one that we like. So you find that these people like Pepe and this area they like um um, um, you know, that um, the to this area, they like that. So they let whatever that is their taste preference 
grow. So those are the issues that we need to, con- to think about when we're thinking local. To what extent do we need to be discussing the nutritional of value of, of certain foods, like you've just said, tepe and, and different types of mirojo, for instance, because what you, what you have with some foods is uh-huh. that you've got marketing budgets that push specific types of food because they come from a place where people will invest money and effort in explaining to us how nutritious they are. Uh, that's some of the work that you've done. And we don't uh-huh. have that with a lot of our indigenous food therefore we choose not to want to gravitate to them because we don't know how good they are for us you are right Pimele. and also i remember somebody saying if you're comparing a fast food um that comes with a toy for a child mm. versus broccoli you can't even make broccoli then so broccoli doesn't have a song so so it's a, it's a different it's a difficult place to start in but you also to consider that our schooling system, even when you are in, in university, you don't study indigenous knowledge, indigenous food. Mm. You don't even know. Like people get surprised when I say sorghum and they saying, what is that? And when I say mabele, then they know what I'm talking about. So mm. we have to now learn the English word to actually explain. So there isn't much investment, any investment in our country actually to look at the, the the nutritional properties of food. But with a little that's available, you see that um, when you're looking at Morocco and comparing it to the normal spinach that we, we all like, mm-hmm. that um, the, the, the spinach, the, the Morocco that we have, um, that is higher in nutrients and in fiber and in vitamins compared to the normal spinach that, you la- that we like. If you're comparing the nutritional benefits of our foods, that you know, all over South Africa, especially if you are in a rural area, there will always be um, um, what's kutorugu, which is quickly pay. Um, there's uh, things like figs. There mm. are things like pomegranate. There are foods like murubele, uh, mulberry. And nutritionally, those foods, because of the, the phytochemicals, so these are the, the nutrients that um, are classified according to the color they have much more better nutrition than the apple and the banana that we all find in the supermarket. Mm. So, yes, because of the color of the food. So mm. I, I would teach a client to eat the colors of the rainbow, like we have Sunday, Sunday 7 colors. Yes. That the specific color in the food will be responsible for a specific action in the body. So if, you, if you're looking at um, food that is green will be for immune system, food that is purple will uh, boost your memory. Uh, food that is yellow and orange will boost your, your immune system because of the, the vitamin A and the beta carotene. So naturally in, in our heritage diet, we have, we have all of those colors abundantly, but they're not in magazines, they're not on TV programs, they're not in the schooling system, so we don't know. So my interest is saying, um, can we bring it to the plate every day, not only as as, as in heritage month. How do we move back to cooking the food and preparing the food in such a way that it is nutritious um that you know cooking evolves and some of the foods that we know is healthy we tend to remove the nutrients by doing so much to it that by the time you actually end up eating the food not much left is not much uh, of, of real great value is left in it because we've just completely done um you know the opposite of what is healthy to the food to what extent do we need to look back and start revisiting how we prepare our food. Um, 
if, if you can look at how, especially if you grew up with, with granny, our, our heritage, our, our, the way of cooking back in the days, we only had salt and butter. So food was very simple. Um, we didn't have um, the vinaigrette and the dressings and um, adding wine and, and the spices like you do now. So, um, so you can, there's nothing wrong with eating um, shrimp and beans with salt and butter as it is. But we understand that um, things have moved on. We want food to look French and we want food to, to look like the Italian and it presents very nicely on Instagram. But the basic thing is that, especially green vegetables, don't cook them until they die. So uh, um, things like spinach or, or even the broccolis are cooked in two to three minutes um, or even eaten raw because then we know that by, by exposing food to a very long exposing food to heat for a long time kills the nutrients. And another example would be um, for cooking cabbage that it should be it should be chewy. But on the other hand, um, things like tomatoes, tomatoes need to be cooked and it needs to be eaten with a lot of, of with a little bit of fat to improve the absorption of the lycopene. So lycopene mm. is a red color in the tomato that um, has been shown to prevent some cancers, especially prostate cancers. Mm-hmm. So you you look at, um, um, you know, it's not only about the cooking, it's about the combination of, of, of ingredients. Like a lot of people like having turmeric because it helps with inflammation. Mm-hmm. So turmeric needs to be um, eaten with black pepper or with ginger, to a little a crush of blood pepper or with ginger to increase the absorption. So, so a lot of those things are important. With with regards to COVID nineteen, uh, many of us were concerned about our immune system, whether we we will uh-huh. be able to, our bodies will be able to fight off uh, this virus. Um, with what you know now, what would you be encouraging us to eat, and how would we eat it? Yes, COVID nineteen is very new, so we don't have much research. But the basics of of improving your immune system is that. It all starts in the gut. So we need to make sure that our gut is very healthy, that we don't have any bloating, any constipation, any diarrhea, any foul smell. Because whatever that I eat, even if I'm having um, sorghum with morocco tepe and eating um, chicken feet, for me to benefit from the nutrition in the food, I need, my gut needs to be working very well to able to digest and 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 remove the nutrients and put them in my blood system that they start doing their work. But with research, we also understand that a big part of your immune system is in the gut. So if the gut is working healthy, like very well, then your immune system then is, is primed up. So things like eating things in high in fiber. So the reason that I like sorghum is that it already has, it, it, it has the fiber, which is the heart, the brown stuff outside. That's what people call it. Um, the brown bark from Rustenburg, mm-hmm. from, from Pretoria, mm-hmm. compared to bark that you can really see that there is fiber. When we eat fruits and vegetables, we eat them with the skin. Um, that that we buy beetroot and the leaves of our morocco. When you're buying carrots, don't mm-hmm. throw away, or when you're planting it yourself, don't throw away the leaves. They are very nutritious. They're high in vitamin C. Uh, don't drink the juices. Eat a whole fruit because fiber, even from beans, Especially now, uh, now uh, people people want to eat more meat than they they supposed to be eating. But research shows that when eating more meat, you actually are at risk of of, 
cancer of the colon. So incorporating beans and lentils into our diet is a much more healthier way, is a healthier protein than meat. I'm not saying don't eat meat, but meat eating two to three times is okay for the week. Mpochukuru is a dietitian. She's with us uh, for the entire 30 minutes. We are going to be with her until 2. So start calling in with your questions, whatever it is that you may have questions around diet, your your diet. What is it that you think um, you're battling with at the moment and what foods she may help you with uh, that are going to assist you with whatever health problems that you have. 0891-104-207 or you can send us a voice note on 0614-104-107. Life happens with Pinelo Mutine. All right, we are speaking to Mpotsugudu, who is a dietitian and co-author of Eat Ding, uh, really an advocate of healthy eating for healing. And uh, she's on the line with us from Italy. And I did say that we'll take your calls on 0891-104-207 or we'll take your voice notes on 0614-104-107. Let's go to a voice note that's come through for you, Mpo. Shalom, Pamela. Uh, this is Maxo Smith from Devon. As I'm listening to your guests, I'm getting excited uh, because that's what I'm doing right now. Even though I didn't go to school uh, much, but by the grace of God, I have the understanding of what she's talking about. As I'm talking to you right now, I'm looking one of my field where I'm planning to, to plant. So I'm very excited as my prayer that people may be educated uh, uh, concerning what she's talking about. You know, we have left uh, things that got nutrient. We are so much into junk food. So I pray that we start to change. Thank you, Pumelo. Bye. Good afternoon, SAFM and the listeners. I have a problem here. When I eat beans, like sugar beans cooked, I get bloated. When I eat spinach, I get a running stomach. What could be the problem? Please help. Good afternoon, Pamelo and Portugal. Oh, you have an interesting lady there. I've been saying that I'll buy her book. Is is the book still available at Exclusive? And how much is it? Thank you very much for bringing her today. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, Paul, I mean, you. I don't know. Is the book still available on stores? I think. I think it is. I think I've seen it at Exclusive Books. Yes, it is. If she does, if she can't get hold of it, it's on mpotsukuri.co.za. She will Lovely. find it there. All right. Let, the, the one voice note is talking about what I think is a general gut health. How, how do we yes. start dealing with gut health? So when we start dealing with gut health, I've already talked about fiber. So the, a lot of the people with the beans is that uh, beans need to be eaten every day. So if you take a long time not eating the beans, mm-hmm. your body sort of doesn't have doesn't already have those chemicals to digest it. So the easier way is to soak them overnight. So mm-hmm. for, for about eight, uh, eight to 14 hours, mm-hmm. and you, you cook them. So when you start eating the beans, don't start with a big bowl. Um, so start with three ta- um, tablespoons today, skip a day, three tablespoons, and transition until your body gets used to. Mm-hmm. And and we all understand that you can't possibly eat all the foods that are available in the world. You always have a reaction. So if it doesn't work, it just means then you don't have, you you, can, you are incapable of doing it, of, of digesting the, 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 the beans. It's the same thing with the spinach, that every time that you eat something and you have a runny stomach or you're, vom- you're vomiting, your body is telling you, 
that I, I don't like this. Mm. So to keep on eating it and forcing it, no matter how nutritious it is, mm-hmm. you are making things worse. But there's a there's a message that's come through asking about the mm-hmm. what's the hype um, all about around apple cider vinegar. Okay, apple cider vinegar is fermented apple. Mm. Um, so when when we talk about gut health, the other important thing is that we know that foods that are fermented, like sour milk, like ding, um, in other cultures they have kimchi and sauerkraut. Um, and fermented, um, like fermented baobab in some of the cultures, they, they have um, the prebiotics and the probiotics that are good for the functioning of the gut. So these are not new things. Like I like the comments from the gentleman from Devon, I forgot his name, mm. when he says, I didn't go to school. This mm. is indigenous knowledge system. It's sitting with your grandmother and saying, that's how I work. I ask old people, what did you eat? Then I make the connection. So these are things that are available in all cultures that they tend to soothe the stomach. So some people tolerate um, apple cider. Some people find it very strong. So it depends It depends on the tolerance, but just don't use a lot. Just because one teaspoon is good, it doesn't mean 10 is, is, mm. is better. So one teaspoon of apple cider in a glass of water, um, for some people it relieves... Um, the gut discomfort. Is it is it the same as just normal white vinegar or I think the red vinegar? It's not the same because um, as, as, as things um, are getting more commercialized, a lot of the vinegars that we have on the market are not fermented. Mm. So it's a chemical process okay. um, that, that, that is made in the lab. It's not the fermented um, product. All right. I did say that we'll take voice notes. There's a voice notice coming through, Paul. Let's just listen in. Good afternoon, SAFM and the listeners. Uh, it is very much important to prioritize uh, nutrition, especially when it comes to uh, every day's health for our body. Or maybe I can say being active on a daily basis. It requires at least for someone to know what to eat for uh, targeted energy or targeted body gold or targeted nutrients for body development or for the health of the body. Uh, good, good, good afternoon, SAFM. Um, in terms of foodstuffs that we eat, I just want to check on behalf of my wife. She has got a problem with acids, and uh, almost 80% of foodstuffs, she's no longer eating them. Because once she eats even tomatoes, lemons, she will end up vomiting the acid. What foodstuffs can she eat? Because it looks like it has become a problem to her. Uh, thank you very much. Anonymous here in Jobek. Sure. Mpo, let's start with the, the acid um, core uh, voice note that's coming through. I think the best thing with the acid is that the wife needs to consult because there are many issues that may be causing her to vomit. So a proper um, consultation with the GP, if you, the GP can help, you can always be referred to a gastroenterologist to find out what is the source that is their medical issue and do proper assessments without um, jumping into conclusion. Mm. And and the other one, did you were you able to hear the other voice note? 
she said he, it's important that we, we need to prioritize the nutrition and building our body. Mm. That's important. Nutrition is, is, is one of the most important. You know, I, I am interested in sleep. I do meditations and uh, teach Pilates. You know, mindfulness, being still, our emotional health is all important. They all play a role. But the more and more that you read research is that what you eat because it comes into contact with the body. So every time you eat, look at a spoon and say, am I building health or am I destroying the health? You know, not that don't eat ice cream and pudding and cake on your birthday, but the majority of the food that you're eating needs to be building your health. Thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. We will be in touch very, very soon one more time. And the book one more time is Eat Ding. She is the co-author of that book. And uh, it is available on, on her website as well. You can go to Mpochukudu and uh, you'll be able to book it for yourself. Mpochukudu is a dietitian and also, as I said, co-author of the book called Eat Ding. Two o'clock, let's go to Utsile Saku for the very latest in SABC News. Good afternoon, Utsile.